Hey, one quick thing before we get started. I just want to remind you that this podcast is for information, education, and entertainment. It is not a substitute for therapy or therapeutic intervention. If you find yourself in crisis, please visit your local emergency room or contact a crisis hotline. Hey everyone, it's LaShonda from Labors of Love, and you are listening to the Labors of Love podcast. I want to start by saying happy beginning of January. <laughs> and um, today's podcast really is going to be a, a recap of the year 2022 for me and talking a little bit about um yeah, what I am looking forward to in 2023 and how I have set my vision forward. So um, I hope that everyone um, is able to settle into where they are and how things are right now. Um, Before talking about like the recap and going forward, there's this thing that happens around the new year of the Gregorian calendar, that's January for us. And um, it's interesting because there is something about the beginning of something that activates parts of us that lean towards intention setting, um, maybe releasing things from the past and intention setting for the future and making determinations to start new projects, um, shifting behavioral patterns, mentalities, and such. Um, Some people call these resolutions. Some people call them intentions. Some people make vision boards. And I am not speaking against any of that. What I do, however, want to just remind people is that we are in the middle of winter. And sometimes we have to take a few steps back and look at the systems that we are operating under to just get some awareness and recognize why we do the things that we do. So the Gregorian calendar is the calendar that the vast majority of us follow. It is that 12-month calendar that goes from January to December. But when you consider uh, its relationship to other things like nature, it can feel kind of arbitrary to me. (laughs) So I've been really intentional this year about learning from the wisdom of nature and the seasons. And I just want to remind us that we just got into winter. So I know I said we're in the middle of winter. We're not. Unless, you know, middle means somewhere in between. Winter began in our calendar on December 21st, you know. So what was known as what is known as the winter solstice, shortest day of the year. And every day from December 21st forward until June. Yeah, we are, the days are getting longer. But also I would like to remind us that winter is a time of hibernation. If you look around nature, which is very interesting too, to say this right now, because climate change is something. I heard a whole bunch of geese outside the other day and I'm like, man, y'all should have been gone. (laughs) This is like, the climate is so crazy. These poor birds are up here in Ohio 
when they would have long migrated south. Um, but the weather is so hinky, I think they just don't know. They don't actually have a calendar to look and go, oh, it's time to go. <laughs> but winter is a time of hibernation. Hibernation is not sleep. That's also a thing. Hibernation is a time where the systems within slow all the way down and allow for a um, a deep, deep, deep restoration and rest, um, keeping us away from or keeping the animals that hibernate um, safe and insulated from the cold. They expend less energy because it's so cold and they have stored all the things during the autumn process. So I'm just saying that to remind us that when you're gearing up to start this new thing and start this fresh and I'm going to start this and then we sometimes wonder why the intentions we set fizzle after not too long. By the time we get to spring, you know, the the things that we had hoped to accomplish or do or put into motion have slowed and it feels like we're fighting against something uh, we're fighting against nature so this is not me trying to suggest or um, insinuate that we should not be intentional about the things that we are moving towards but I think we should be intentional about them while considering the season that we're in in regards to weather. Now, with that, I also encourage us to recognize that while we collectively are in winter, some of us might be in other seasons, spiritually, emotionally, and our personal healing growth. This might be a season um, in your life where it is very springish, where things are new, you know, and, and, and it's time to do all these different things. But I guess the biggest encouragement is to be intentional. For me, um, I have elected to look at my years based on my birthday, which is only three days before um, the, the the calendar year that we celebrate. So it's pretty closely aligned. Um, so with that being said, on December 28th, I did turn 41 years old. Woo-woo! <laughs> and so, um, and it was an amazing, an amazing experience. Um Sometime early in December, I was talking with my really good friend, Kara Michelle Pearson. She is a former guest on the podcast. Please, if you haven't, go back and listen to that episode. Uh, she's the founder of Lilac and Indigo, and she creates pop-up wellness spots and facilitates and holds space and does all the things. And her and I have made an intentional commitment to our relationship. So we meet once a week virtually just to nourish one another to just be together never an agenda uh, it's not about okay equal speaking time it's about can we just be together and we we fill each other's cups and we share and earlier in the month or maybe even a couple of months ago I was like I want a soul collage party those of you who might not be familiar with soul collage soul collage is a I I'm, these are my words that I'm using to describe it but it is a intentional, meditative, uh, creative process in which you create a collage from images and words or whatever that you would like onto this card with the, with the premise being that there are many parts of our soul that have messages for us. And so you create this uh, collage intuitively what are you drawn towards? Trying not to overthink the process. And once you've uh, created the collage, 
there's a way of reading the card. And there are a series of statements and questions that you go through, preferably, now I won't say preferably, preferably for me, but um, ideally with someone else that as you're reading the card, they can transcribe everything that's being said and then they read that back to you. And you're reading the card because the card has a message for you. And also that's so collage. And uh, without the the processing part, without reading the card, it's just kind of an art project, but it's more than that. And Kara was like, oh girl, I got you. <laughs> and that evolved into Kara's birthday is the beginning of January, uh, December. And so we really, she's said that, you know, it's a tough month to have a birthday in with all the things she said she thinks in the future, she's going to start selling her, celebrating her birthday between Christmas and New Year. And I'm like, my birthday is directly in between those two things. So we decided to have a collaborative party, like co-hosting it. And uh, we decided to make it a sleepover. (laughs) It was so amazing. This thing grew in my mind and there were a few things that I wanted to celebrate last year for my 40th birthday. The, the vibe of it was very much celebrate me. I wanted my flowers while I could, while I was still here to receive them. And so I was asking people, please tell me the impact I've had on your life. Please tell me what I mean to you. All the things you would say at a funeral or memorial service for me, can you say it now? I, I I really wanted to just know what was the impact that I was having in the world? How do the people in my life really feel about me? And it was amazing. Uh, my husband and partner and producer, he threw me a birthday party. It wasn't a surprise, but he did all the planning. It was amazing. This year, it was very much celebrate with me. And the theme was audacity and abundance. So If you are a regular listener to the podcast, you will have heard me talk about the tunnel. This year, well, 2022, was a year where I went through a tunnel. The best way I could describe it was I went into a place, uh, emotionally, spiritually mainly, that felt like a cave, kind of dark, ominous, (laughs) not comfortable, But I realized at some point while I was in the cave that if I kept going, kept pushing through, that I didn't have to come in the same way that I came out. And it turns out that that cave was really a tunnel. And just to give you some context around this tunnel, all of my income dried up (laughs) unexpectedly and really inexplicably. There were contracts that I had had for a long time that just didn't renew but they also really didn't say anything about not renewing. I had uh, earlier in the spring of 2022, my schedule just, it erupted out of no, like people were coming from everywhere and they were the ideal client. They were the ideal person I wanted to work with. And so I went at one point from having maybe three new client consultations a month to having eight in a week. My schedule got so full that I had to take new client consultations off of my website because people were having to wait six to eight weeks just to get in for a first appointment. And then we came to around the summer and all of that just ceased. Now, there were no um, problems with clients, really no, people were working through their things. (laughs) You know, they had moved to more 
maintenance schedule type stuff. So when I just say inexplicably things dried up from an income perspective or in, in a business perspective, but wow, it is amazing what happens when where you put your focus mainly those some of those doors start to close and I was really able to sit with myself in a lot of ways I am still going through uh, the graduation for my coaching program is at the end of January I'm super excited and as I started doing and being able to focus so much on coaching for healing justice and liberation let me tell y'all so many things have just I don't know been illuminated for me I am able to clearly, clearly articulate my essence. What, what, um, what shows up in the room when I walk in it? That is my essence. And I am clearly able to define that. My essence is love and light. When I show up in a room, whether it's my smile, whether it's my energy, whether it's the the calming presence, whatever that is, when I show up in a space, my presence is felt and that essence is that of love. I am able to clearly articulate my blessing. My blessing is what is the gift that I give others when I show up fully in my essence? And I'm able to recognize that my blessing is that I am a light that shines while holding a mirror so that people can see themselves clearly. Rather, it's me having a conversation with someone and them saying something in me offering a reframe on their perspective that allows them to see their resilience and their strength and hope and peace within a situation or rather it's very literally just being able to see beyond people's positions, their titles, their notoriety, uh, see beyond their smiles and all of the things that they have worked really hard on to protect them. And my ability to see beyond that doesn't give me permission to just start trying to tear all of that down. That's not it at all. But what it does allow me to do is it allows me to let people know that I do actually see them truly and fully and still hold them in high regard and still love them and still all the things that they're afraid of will happen if people actually saw who they are and me saying it doesn't have to be that way. And I am grateful for that because I know that's divine. I know that just simply in my own human ability that that is that that's that's not how it works how do we know because we can look around our lives and see that that's not what people are doing so I am grateful for that I am now able to fully articulate who I am called to be with just be with and that one are people who are in the deep I often say I'm a mermaid and I am in the midnight zone of the ocean. The midnight zone of the ocean is the depth of ocean where there is no light that shines. And so I am a light that goes into the deepest parts of pain and illuminates and reflects. 
so that people can see themselves and realize who they are, the resilience they have. And I'm called to do that with the influential. Now that can and does mean so much. I know that that will continue to be illuminated for me. But parents are influential. People who um, work with those in vulnerable populations are influential. Uh, Law enforcement is influential. Politicians are influential. Celebrities are influential. And so there is a calling that I recognize and I can really um, recognize is where I'm supposed to be because many influential people don't have a whole lot of people around them who are willing to see them as they are. And sometimes it's seeing the hurt and pain, but sometimes, you know, it's seeing whatever that is. Some people have just written some people off as, you know, not worthy of love for whatever reason. And being able to see that everyone is worthy of that love. So, but I could not have just said these few statements with such clarity and confidence. If I hadn't gone through that tunnel, that tunnel was an opportunity for me to get down to bare bones and just be with the, um, I don't know, the deepest parts of me that were known to me at that time. I'm so grateful for all of uh, the people in my coaching cohort because we did peer coaching. We nurtured each other in so many ways and we continue to. And so, yeah, all of that. Um, But the tunnel was hard because while that deep spiritual work was going on, there were still very, very real um, things happening. Like, bills got to be paid and all of those things. And so balancing the depth of spiritual work with the very real tangible things that need to happen, it was hard. Um, I emerged from the tunnel and I knew I was emerging when flow was reestablished. Flow meant more inquiries. It meant more work. It meant more money. It meant more Um, more use of my gift outside. And so I was very clear to me when I emerged from the tunnel, but I had these expectations. When I knew I was out that tunnel, I was like, bam, all right, I'm out. It's going to look like this. It's going to look like this. It's going to look like this. And let me tell y'all, it has not looked like that. (laughs) So one of the things, and I know, I feel like I'm kind of all over the place, but I'm gonna come back to the birthday. Like I'm keeping a pin and everything, but I had to take you back to bring you present. And so One of the things as I look forward in my life that I recognize that I want to be very intentional on working on is being able to um, stop attaching myself to these narratives that my brain makes up about everything. So what I mean by that is I I am the person that comes up with some story or narrative about some super deep reason why everything is happening (laughs) okay I'm not even exaggerating to say that there are times when like if I'm looking out of a window and a bird flies by there's a part of me that's like oh and that bird flew by right at this moment and that must mean dot 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 or driving behind a car and their brake light is out. And it's like, oh, their brake light is out. That must mean, and none of this is like what this means for me. What messages am I being given? Y'all, it's exhausting. (laughs) 
And it's only now that I've started to really recognize how much this is happening. This was really, really revealed to me when I was on a yo-yo. I, I was being yo-yoed up and down with this one contract that um, I was kind of talking through and negotiating towards the end of the year. And it's a very large um, system that I'm working with, a hospital system. So it's not just one person or one department. It's a very large thing and things can fall through the cracks and get lost in all that stuff. So it was a lot, a lot of, oh, great, this is going to happen. Oh, wait, no. Oh, wait, we need more from So anyway, but there came a point in time where I was very frustrated and very annoyed. And so again, I make up these elaborate narratives about everything. And I have historically had a tendency to default to, well, I must have done something wrong. I must have misheard. I, something must be, you know, that's my default. And there came a point right around Christmas where I was very, very frustrated. And this is what I heard daddy say. And daddy is what I, daddy is what I call God. I call God daddy. And daddy said, it was like a Tuesday before Christmas and, or Wednesday. And the conversation I was having with spirit was, if my children woke up on Thursday and said, we want to open our Christmas presents. And I said, no, they would be disappointed. And their disappointment would be real. Like the experience of disappointment that they were feeling would be a valid emotion. But it would not change the fact that the answer is no, because Christmas is Sunday and Christmas has always been Sunday. It's not like I was ch like changing the dates and one day I said, you know what? We're going to do Christmas on Thursday. And then Wednesday got here and I said, it's like, I'm going to change my mind. Let's push it back to Friday. Christmas didn't change. It was always on Sunday. If my children make up narratives in their mind based on what they want, what they desire and how they think things are going to go. And then they twist my, my words and my intentions to say, well, you promised that we could do it then. And I can say, honestly, um, no, <laughs> no, sweetie, I did not. It has always been what it was. And that was one of the examples that Spirit gave me that I was like, yep, that's what's happening. So the thing with this contract, and when I say it came down to the one, <laughs> December 31st <laughs> is when the punctuation mark on that contract was sealed, Okay. But what I am starting to realize is it was always going to be December 31st. I kept making up all of these expectations and thoughts and like, okay, I'm going to do this and this and it just the reality of when it was going to be didn't change. But I felt like I was on a roller coaster up and down, up and down. And now I feel like the very gentle but firm message I'm being given from spirit is that roller coaster was of your doing because what I was told never shifted but the stories I made up about what was told is what made me feel like a roller coaster at the same time I remember um during this end of the year part where I'm clearly out of the tunnel but because my expectations of what that looked like is what I'm moving based on and it's not looking like reality because the gap between reality and expectation is where disappointment lies my disappointment was great because reality was right here but my expectations based off of I don't even know what were so much higher how do we 
um, minimize disappointment, well, reality and expectations have to be closer together. Sometimes that means we need to move reality. Sometimes it means we need to move expectations. Often it means we need to move both. So during this process, I started to do that internalizing again. I'm, it must be me. And I heard spirit tell me, no, you're not being punished. You're being prepared. And another example that I was given is sometimes my kids have gotten splinters like in their foot or their hand. And in order to extract what is in them that is a foreign object and should not be there, sometimes I have to apply, apply a little pressure and push down. And it is not a comfortable experience. And during this experience, inevitably, all of my children have at some point tried to stop me, not saying like, ow, it hurts, but saying, never mind, never mind. No, it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't even hurt, right? They try to convince me to forego the process of removing from them what's in them because the process is too uncomfortable. Yet in my adult wisdom, I say, no, I understand that it's uncomfortable and let's try to do something to minimize the discomfort. But we got to get this out because it doesn't belong in you. And that was another example that Spirit gave me that there were still some things right underneath the surface for me. Maybe it was self-doubt. Well, it could have been a lot of things. It, it could be a lot of things. But I was really, it was really confirmed that no, this might not feel comfortable to you. But in order to extract the things that are still in you, that need to come out of you, these uncomfortable situations are taking place so that those things can be revealed. Because if you ask me, yeah, I got it. Like, oh, I'm good. I got, I know how to surrender and I can be patient and I don't attach to all these stories and I can really just be open. That's what I genuinely think I got going on. <laughs> then certain situations happen and I'd be like, ooh, I, I, Mm, okay, there, there, there are still some blocks that, that, oh, I do want to remove. So I just share that because, well, I'm sharing my experience, but I know for a fact that that is going to resonate for some people. Um, So I'm here to validate both the discomfort of the thing, but also maybe just offering the view to say, if you take a few steps back, is the roller coaster that you're on, is the stop and go. At one point I said, it felt like I was being driven by somebody who was just learning how to drive a stick, <laughs> like stop and go, stop and go. Well, it's some of that of our making because we really have attached to our own narrative um, and that is causing the roller coaster. So if it fits, please explore it. If it doesn't, Keep it moving for real. So in the midst of all of that, I still came out of that tunnel saying I have the audacity to believe that everything, and I mean everything that is intended for me will come to me. That abundance is seeking and pursuing me. That I don't have to go searching and looking and contorting and doing all these things. But literally, the universe is converging together to, or conspiring. That's the word I can think of. No, the universe is conspiring to bring all the abundance that is for me to me. I don't want your abundance. I don't need your abundance. Don't worry about me out here doing my thing, taking anything away from you because I don't want yours. I just want mine. Knowing that what is for me will surpass all of my expectations and be all that I need. 
And so when it came time for this birthday party, um, even throughout the hardships, I'm like, I'm living into this thing because I truly do believe it. Though I'm working out some of the kinks and how that feels in my body or or what that looks like from a belief or worldview standpoint, I still wholeheartedly believed it to my core. And so my birthday party, Karen and I's birthday party was all about living in this abundance and then saying, we want you to come into our abundance and we want to share that abundance with you. So it was beautiful. Our colors were black and gold. Uh, our invitations were beautiful and made by Kara. And our colors, like I said, black and gold. Our theme was audacity and abundance. And so I was able to share abundance because I was able to meet and contract with three um, vendors that I had never met, all Black women. So I had a woman come in, uh, her and her son own a decorating business and creative creations. They came in and decked it out. I had my, you know, balloon arch with the the picture background and they set up everything for the food. Um, I had Julia from One More Bite come in as the caterer. And when I tell y'all the food was delicious, vegetable spring rolls and Caesar salad with lamb lollipops and a Tuscan salmon and uh, wings with, uh, it was like a sweet tie and a garlic parmesan. Everything was so delicious. Okay. Uh, Julia from One More Bite connected me with uh, the young lady, Lamika, who provided the cupcakes, which were champagne and wine flavored. And they were going to have the little pipettes. They had the wine, I mean, not the wine, the champagne in it. And she contacted me the day before and asked if I had favors for my guests. And I said, not traditional favors. And she was like, well, I decided to do something a little cute. Would you like to see? And she sent me the picture and it was these little bitty wine bottles with our, with the picture from our invitation on it. Just so abundant and luxurious. Uh, Jay made us an Audacity and Abundance playlist, y'all. When I say this man was so intentional and deliberate in curating this playlist. I was introduced to artists that I didn't know, but they were all women. It was all about abundance and audacity and living into our our fullness. It was so affirmative. And so people got to, we got to spread abundance by hiring people to do what they do. The women who came, we just loved on each other. We laughed, um, cried, um, <laughs> We did our soul collage. We ate good. And then we spent the night, right? And there were no expectations. It wasn't like, okay, here's the agenda and here's the thing. My children got to participate. Um, all three of my kids did a soul card. Um, my daughters got to fully emerge in the process. My son, he came down for a minute and did it, but he got to hang out so with, with his dad and with Kara's fiance. And so it was just so magical. It was so wonderful. It was held at my home, which it felt so, so good to invite people into um, my abundant home. The caterer at one point when I sent her pictures the day after the party, just to give her some pictures, she said she had just been talking with her fiance about our home and the playlist and me and Jay together. And she said, your home just feels like love. And that is one of the biggest compliments anyone could ever give me because I said, my essence is love. So when someone can walk into your home and only spend about an hour in there and they're not, they're doing what they're doing, but they can walk away and say, I felt the love in your home, 
wonderful. So that was my 41st birthday party. And it was amazing. As part of my gratitude practice over the last few months, I have been asking myself, where will abundance find me today? My goal is to ask myself that when I wake up in the morning out loud, where will abundance find me today? Where is abundance going to find me today? And the goal is not to try to answer the question or predict. It is literally just putting it out there so that what I what I'm conceptualizing as the gatekeepers, the traffic directors, you know, of abundance, those that are going to orchestrate and send abundance our way, they know every single morning that I am open and ready to receive what is for me. And at the end of the day, I process this question with Jay. Sometimes throughout the day, he'll ask, did you ask your question? How is abundance going to find you today? Or how has it found you today? And every single day, I have found so many ways that abundance is finding me in relationships and time and creativity and energy and money and opportunities and all of these different things. And so I, because that practice is being so built, what I realize is it's not that abundance, well, I think it's a couple. I think it is both. I do think that more abundance is coming my way because I am being very, very open and strategic to say I am ready for it. But I also think that there was abundance that was present that I just wasn't acknowledging. And so that practice has allowed me to feel so abundant with time. I say all the time, time is abundant. I am take I've taken a month off of work. I am recording this in the midst of my time off, but I love y'all. This is one of my labors of love. I'm giving this. But the interesting thing is, you know, people kept talking about, yeah, that month gonna fly by. Let me tell you, I have felt I have felt most of the minutes of every day of my vacation thus far. It has not flown by. As a matter of fact, I feel like I have been off way longer than two weeks. Um, it has just been so abundant. Because I'm able to slow down and just be present in the moment. I've had some wonderful things happening. You know, you go from Christmas to my birthday to New Year. But instead of being so excited about the next thing that was coming, I just stayed present with whatever day was happening. And it has made it feel so full. So from a super busy spring to a five-month tunnel, to emerging in audacity, but still working out what that means for me. I arrive in 2023 exhausted. <laughs> Y'all, I really am tired. Uh, no worries. I am. I know I'm off work, but I'm going on vacation, vacation, a solo vacation where I will be able to replenish. And I'm excited about that. But I'm also walking into 2023 ready for the bigger picture. So that is my guiding principle uh, for 2023. I am endeavoring to experience the divine in ways that I've never experienced before. I'm endeavoring to hover above the systems of oppression that oftentimes keep us encapsulated and see the bigger picture not being so collapsed and overwhelmed by what's in front of me. And I'm eager to see the bigger picture within myself. I realize that I continue to see myself in a very minimized way. And so I am being open to seeing myself and my work and my labors of love and my essence and my blessing 
in a bigger picture. And I'm committed to increasing my capacity to surrender by detaching from these narratives that I make up. My brain is going to keep coming up with stories, trying to find some meaning that it clamps onto about why every single thing is happening in my life. That has been part of me since I can remember. It's not that I am endeavoring to stop my brain and my littles from collaborating in that way. But what I am committing to doing is not attaching myself to the narratives that get created, that I can recognize they're being created and I can look at them and say, hmm, that would be interesting. I don't have to ignore them. I don't have to go get down on myself. But what I what I do need to do is stop myself from attaching so much that I build expectation and action around a narrative that, yeah, that is part of a system that I've created that helps me maintain control, helps me feel like I'm in control. That is a trauma response. And I am having so much grace with that trauma response. I want to understand it more. I want I want it to be illuminated and I want it to know that I love it. And we don't have to operate that way anymore. And so I'm so grateful that is that after, you know, I'm going on <laughs> uh, after a decade plus of just doing deep work, the fact that new things can be revealed to me and I don't go, oh my God, no, no, I'm so, I'm grateful that other things are revealing themselves, that I have gotten to a depth of healing where some of the deeper, more elusive ways in which I respond out of my trauma are being revealed to me so that I can nurture those parts into healing. So that, that's where I stand in the beginning of 2023. <laughs> my hope for you, yes, you, you who are listening right now, my hope for you is that you take the time to be open to whatever this leg of the journey has for you. And in all the ways possible, um, things for you to consider, ways that you are continuing to act out of your trauma that might not be obvious to you, to the abundance and the peace and the joy that is accessible to you, to the relationships that will nurture and nourish this part of your journey. So I have so much hope for each and every person listening to this podcast that your journey will be full of all the things you need it to be as you navigate this thing we call life. So for that, I think I'm done for, for this episode. Um, I am going to uh, eagerly await some amazing guests I got coming up already lined up in 2023. So if you've been rolling with me from the beginning, shout out. I again want to shout out my most dedicated listener who happens to be my now 10-year-old niece. She lives in Africa. And she, every time we talk, she always tells me, I listen to your podcast. And I, I know that she does. Um, and so hi, Jan. I just want to say hey. And to everyone else, um, I showed up on some Spotify raps that I was like, oh my God. So thank you, you know, wholeheartedly for those who are listening as we are getting close to approaching our third year. So with that, you all, um, I want to 
Thank you all for listening. I want to shout out Trey Angel as usual. He provides my music for the podcast. My producer is Jay Sugg from Instant Classic Media. And don't forget to write a review, give a rating, hit up my Patreon, connect with me on social media. Until we connect again, you all be well. <laughs>